You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For ten years, the secret of Paragord Cemetery has remained a mystery. Now, three innocent people are about to discover the ultimate evil. You think that when you die, you go to heaven. You come to us. Phantasm 2. It's only a dream. It's a dream. No, it's not. Two dudes just broing it out, fighting evil, finding girls, you know, broing, you know, just, you know, bros. Did you ever see the supernatural <laughs> We watched Phantasm 2. And wow. Are we recording? We are recording. Oh! Uh, we started. I apologize. <laughs> we, just, we just went into this podcast. We just, that's the tagline and the, we watched Phantasm 2. <laughs> I thought you were just like reading your own script. To make sure it was out. This is not scripted. Scripted would imply that we we work at this. That's true. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey, look, Stevenson says words. Yes, I, I talk every once in a while. <laughs> I'm the host of your show, Eric Rogers. Uh, I'm I'm still Scotty. And this is Stevenson Tose Rogel. Which is a badass name. Yeah, too long. No, no, it's not too long. Not too long. Longer the better, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't say my middle name. So tonight we watched uh, Robot the... Jocks. <laughs> That's not a future or past episode, depending on which one where this one aired. <laughs> um, uh, we watched Don the Don uh, Coscarelli's uh, Phantasm Two, the sequel of a movie called Phantasm, which we did not watch, but we didn't have to because they gave us a good five ten minute snippet of what happened at the end. Now you told me that was not remade like Evil Dead Two. That was entirely part of the first movie, and they just brought. It as far out. as I understand, that's the just edited footage from the first Phantasm. So, why? <laughs> as in a question of just, just why? why? Well, I would assume that since the Phantasm was a '70s movie, like '79 or '78, and it's been seven or eight years since they had done it, and you know, people at that time in the '80s didn't really have too many VCRs and. They only had three channels. So, since I only had ten minutes of the first movie to give me any explanation of what's going on, this is my review of Phantasm <laughs> 1. Um, you were not there for that, correct? Uh, yes, yeah, Stevenson uh, came, in came in late. late yes. okay, but, he, so, but he was in time for Phantasm 2. So, Phantasm <laughs> 1 was a movie about a man who was trying to touch a boy, but then a bunch of midgets attacked. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't think he was trying to touch the boy. He was about to touch, actually. Oh, yeah, he touched the boy, but not like touch the boy. I disagree, but we can go on. 
Thank you, Ebert. <laughs> We're both dead. That's sad. Anyway, so he was about to touch the boy. And then a bunch of midgets attacked. And and the film acknowledges that they're midgets. Like, they're, they're gnomey looking, but the movie... Somebody's phone is on. The movie has acknowledged that they're midget dwarf. They've called them that in the movie. So, I guess that's not offensive? It's, it's just... I just love that instead of calling them by any creature name or I'm, anything, they're just like, I guess they're magic. And, and and what do you, I mean, what is the acceptable term for, for um, someone who's um, vertically challenged? Gnome. Gnome. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I you know, I, I hear midget is out of date and some, some um, uh, people consider midget is equal to the N word. So I've been saying the M word a lot. Um, they say the M word in the um, podcast. I don't mean to offend in, in if film. anybody is offended by my term. I just, <laughs> that's what they call them in the movie. You can't I'm call them going, short. You can't call them hobbits. <laughs> in the lore of this film, they are known as midget dwarves. That is not my words. Those are the films. That is the words of the film. Don Coscarelli's words. There's really no way to make it sound good, though. Man. Right. I mean, it's I mean, just I mean, awesome. Society has just always made it seem as like you're short. I would say little people, or... but they're not people, so I can't say that. I mean, little well, people are people. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, no. In the movie, they weren't little people. In the movie, they weren't people. There's clearly separation there. I would just go with a Star Wars reference and call them evil Jawas. They did have the robes, right? They did have the robes. <laughs> right, they, okay, yeah. right, they were yeah. Jedi Knight. <laughs> I saw no lightsabers. Jedi Knight Jawas. <laughs> Um, so let's go back to our review of the first Phantasm for what we've seen. Um, so he blows up his house. Hold on, wait, wait. You like to jump the pl- plot points. You're just like, and and then podcast over. <laughs> and then at the end of the film. <laughs> there were credits. Were there? Yeah, there were. I remember credits of the first movie. There were credits. Well, at the end of the film. The film film, but not of the first movie film. Uh, so we find, um, well, the movie actually starts uh, in pres- or their version of President, I guess, for the 80s with this young girl who wakes up out of bed and runs to her to her um stove and turns off all her um burners to make sure you know the, there's mm-hmm. no gas leak she's just checking so she's relaxed and then she finds her um journal which is and she starts going through this story about how she's psychically linked with this other dude named Mike that uh she's never met but she's you know she has this connection with mm-hmm. so basically the way i understand it it's like psychic internet Mm-hmm. She was on Psychic Messenger. She was Although you only get one other person with this. <laughs> well, it's a and, bad and service. I don't quite understand how they're connected in any way. I would go with magic. Yeah. But it, it's it seems like there's an awfully lot of coincidences, and we'll get more into them as the as, as we go throughout the film. The, the, but let me put it this way: I I don't see why specifically somebody involved with the exact same situation happens to be lucky enough to be in this situation. Well, coincidence happen, I suppose. That's a little much for a coincidence. <laughs> if you if you got this psychic power for one person in the entire planet, you're very lucky not only that they're American. It's but almost it's all- the worst world's worst mutant power. She would not be an X-Men with this ability. At the same time, I mean, honestly, it's, it's very fortunate she got to look, look up with, you know, a guy who doesn't look back compared to the bald head guy. <laughs> right. I don't think this whole, like, I want to meet you or whatever in the future or whatever even happened. I right. mean, it, it would have been... <laughs> oh, this is awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to hang out with a cute friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so we go through her, her um, journal, which is kind of a flashback for the viewer to who either have remembered Phantasm or didn't see Phantasm. So we cut to an actual scene of Phantasm, which Eric was talking about at the beginning, of a, a younger, balder Reggie playing guitar. Rapist. 
I'm going with balding. And and a young boy, Mike. And they're talking about, you know, Mike's brother was killed. And he's like, it's okay. We're going to go camping. A little rapey, just saying. And then the midgets attack. And so they send Mike off. And then there's a hearse that pulls up first. Oh, yes. And, and, and then the tall man, the villain of this story, this giant old... Pimp. Okay, no, I, I feel slapping people. He just walks out. Now, now. Okay, I, all right. This isn't a spoiler to say this, so so I'm not moving past. But I have to. It's ask a movie you. that came out in 1987. No, 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 no. Spoiler I mean, alert. For, in, in our order of talking about it, he is the tall man. That is the name of the main villain of this film. Why is he called that? Because as far as I can tell, he's only tall, really compared to the midget minions that he has with him. And and he's taller than Mike, and he's tar- taller well, than Reg, and he's well, taller. Slight. Than, he was well. That's still tall. I wouldn't consider that. <laughs> he's I mean, not. You know, you're you're slightly tall. That doesn't sound scary. The tall man sounds scary. I mean, what next? Are we gonna have the elusive man or the cigarette smoking man? I mean, this is just ridiculous. Cigarette smoking man was in X Files. Yeah, and and elusive man was Mass Effect. So I'm I was making reference. <laughs> I, I did not. Martin play Sheen the Mass, is in that. Uh, I got Mass, Mass Effect with I, friends. I got the X Files. So teamwork. Yeah, working together. Man. See, this All is right. the beauty of friendship. So, um, Mike is busy getting gathering his things for this camp- camping trip, and he's just not really packing camping things. He's like, "Oh, I'll get a bag here, some shirts," and then uh, he turns around, and he, uh, the tall man is waiting in the corner for him. He was just outside. I guess the tall man has magic or whatever and can teleport or do whatever kind of crazy. He gets around. He does get around. And all he says to him is, boy! <laughs> Not like I'm going to get you or get here. Boy! See, the thing is, that's horror because <laughs> if he said what he was going to do, then we would relax knowing that we know what he's going to do. But we don't know as an audience. The closet door breaks open and he's attacked by midgets. And so the the boy is being attacked. And then that's when Reggie hears it. He's trying to play guitar and he's like, hey, that sounds peculiar. And he gets up and then there's Matt. He, he's like, oh, I got a, uh, I got a shotgun here by, I'll, I'll, over my fireplace. I'll grab my shotgun. There's no bullet, no, no shells. And so he's got to go to the kitchen where I keep my shells yeah. <laughs> and start digging around for, for this uh, shotgun shells. When he opens the ca- the cupboard, he's attacked by a midget that just jumps out. Oh. Excuse me, evil Jawa. <laughs> and he wrestles with that for a little bit and then beats it down. And then this is basically troll two at this point. <laughs> right. It's like, there's like all these little goblin guys and he gets backed up into his kitchen where he's, there's a whole bunch of these dudes trying to, to, I don't know, Kill him, eat him. I'm not really sure what they're going to do when they catch him, right? I'm going to get you. <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. I, I don't quite... No, I don't know. And I so, really don't. So he's backed up against his range, and the first thing he does is turn down on, on, the, on the stove and knocks out no, the pilot, that, pilot light. I'd like to point out that he has a perfectly useful gun in his hands, and he just drops it. No shells. No shells? Can't, shell? can't I, find the shells. I could have sworn he had a shell. He, he could, still butt him, though. He <laughs> could butt him or do something decent. with it. Well, yeah. I mean, the way I see it, if you drop a weapon, people are just going to... Or Pick I'm sorry, not people. Not people. <laughs> um, Jawas. Would, evil Jawas. <laughs> evil Jawas are more likely to I don't want to be sued attack. by Lucasfilm. So, he... Turns off the pilot light of the stove and lets the gas because, you know, there's a fireplace in the other room. And then he starts to run. And he runs to his laundry room, I guess, and then climbs up the laundry chute to the second floor. 
He does this in about plan. like ten seconds. He's I don't like know. the Spider-Man of old dudes. He's like, <laughs> he shimmies up that thing like it was nothing. I I don't know if anyone can do that. How did he plan for that? Because he knew there was enough time so he could get out of the house by going through the chute. Well, as an ice cream vendor, he you know learns ah, I'm, chemistry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I I forget. Ice cream vendors are brilliant. Right. <laughs> So uh, he gets on the second floor. The tall man is walking away to go downstairs. He passes Re- Reggie and um, doesn't notice him. Why? Because he's got more important things to focus on being evil than looking around the corner for people who can hit my minions with a baseball bat. Which exactly is the what happens? the the de- the uh, The evil Jawa is dragging the little Mike away, and the he gets hit. Um, Reggie hits the Jawa with a baseball bat. Rescues the boy. They both jump out the window. The house blows up. Yay! I have a question about this. I have an answer. You, you have seen the first movie. I have. Was the entire first movie just that scene? <laughs> <laughs> or did other things happen? Other things happened. More people died. Uh, you also found out that the tall, man, the tall man doesn't like cold. But that doesn't get re- revisited until later. Spoiler alert. alert. And not in this movie. Like uh, It may be in... They've made five movies. Yeah, there's ninety four. You said. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think Phantasm Three came out in ninety four, ninety three, ninety four, and I think it's it's mentioned. It's, it may have mentioned for uh, Oblivion, which um is the origin of the Tall Man. Mm-hmm. And if I, I do re- like Elder Scrolls, I'll have to. <laughs> if if I recall, it's also a horror. It's way, 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 way. It's something that we would review on the show. So like Hellraiser uh, Three. Oh, I like series. Hellraiser Third. Come on, or the one, the one that was like made just so they could keep the rights. I, I right. may be getting my Hellraisers mixed the up. Three may be right on that. That sounds oh. about right. Okay, but it, it, well, for, for origin 3. stories, yeah, for origin stories, that sounds right. So the house blows up, and then we kind of cut to present day. Um, we find out that Mike has been in a uh, psychiatric hospital since the incident of the house blowing up, because apparently they blamed him for blowing up the house, and so. That gets you locked up in the booby hatch. Mm-hmm. Also, he meets with the world's worst psychiatrist, who's like, "Yeah, cool, whatever. We'll just let you out with you know no life skills or whatever. Just go do what you think, man. Whatever, whatever." Hey, McDonald's accepts anybody. <laughs> That's true. I have worked for McDonald's. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> that was a, a no. I think I don't think I lasted two weeks, and uh, I quit because someone threw a Big Mac at me. I was you're like, probably the brightest one on the smallest violin, man, on the squad. You find that. You hear that music? It's the, it's the world's smallest violin that's playing for you. And your horrible experience of working at a place that many people have to survive. Yeah. My condolences. And I'm hungry, so I'm going to McDonald's after that. Anyway. The, this podcast isn't sponsored by McDonald's, but we're looking for sponsors. So. And McDonald's. And, and, and Big Mac. So, um... He, uh, the first place uh, Mike, go, the adult, the freed psychiatric Mike goes to is the graveyard, and he starts digging. Now, up. hold on. Before we get there, I would just like to stress: <laughs> um, this man has been, you know, in, in this in the asylum. I would believe for seven years. Was that seven years? Seven, seven years. years. So, so they're just letting him go without like helping or or, or establishing anything. There was no Obamacare, man. That's just what they did. Well, it just seems like Reaganomics sucks. <laughs> it just seems like they're about to say, "You be homeless now, <laughs> goodbye." I mean, it just seems a little strange to it, me. It I is, mean, he doesn't have social skills. He's been hidden away. Well, it is a horror movie, and it that's a horrible outcome. So I think it matches. So, <laughs> to be fair, you get a far better horror movie. <laughs> 
if there was no scary things and it was just him trying to figure out how to rebuild his life. <laughs> that is a true horror story right there. You can't get more real than that. I got, got a fifth grade education. <laughs> All he does is smile at random shit. Man. And every time, every time, everyone's like, and gives out free hugs to strangers. <laughs> He'll just go, the tall man, even though he's dead, man. Boy! <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. All right, so Mike uh, goes straight to the uh, cemetery, Do not does not pass go, does not collect $200, and he starts digging up graves, <laughs> and he is stopped by uh, Reggie, who's older, a little plumper, way balder, uh, but it kind of that's... Cool, sexy. That cool kind of uh, clown hair. Clown hair. I would, I would go with like ponytail mullet. And you know, if Captain Picard was raised in Alabama, he would have <laughs> this kind of cool ass hair. He still looks marketable though. Right, I mean, let's, right. Let's point out that he's still iconic and sexy enough for movies. Right. He, you know, he is. He is. Keep it Re- Reggie's the man, right? Oh yeah. And of course, there's a fight uh, between well, not like a, like an argument, like a whole like you shouldn't be digging up graves. You just got out of the booby hatch, and he's like, they're all empty, man. And sure enough, the three graves apparently he looked at were empty. And so, uh, I still think he just hid the body. <laughs> I think he dug them up, moved the bodies, and said, "See, he's insane. Why Actually, believe him?" What made him want to do this in the first place? He doesn't. Like, he just get out. He just, like he just want to go there and. I guess he's looking for the tall man, and this he's looking for evidence. He doesn't. The, it's not really clear. It, it, he doesn't have like an agenda or a plan. He just goes and does. Like, hey man, I'm out. I'm free. <laughs> I can do whatever I want to. It's America. Yeah. I got rights. The founding fathers died so I could dig up these graves <laughs> and see, look for them. <laughs> I want to see the alternate movie where they found them doing that. It goes back to the asylum and they're like, we let you out for like five minutes. <laughs> once again. You're not ready. Once again, it's a horror film and that's a really horrible situation. So, <laughs> so it'd be a better horror film. So uh, Reggie convinces uh, Mike to follow him and to you know get gets in the car. Um, he says like, "Hey, I've got my wife and kids, and we got a turkey. Turkeys are delicious." And as they're driving, the Mike, uh, Mike gets an, uh, a vision of the tall man who's all like, "Welcome home, boy!" And and he turns on the gas, and then Reggie's house blows up. Mm. Yep, house number two blows up. Except this time he's really <laughs> upset about it because right. he wants to save his who? his wife and kids. He had a wife and kids? Yeah, his wife and kids. Oh, that makes the rest of the movie way worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta look at this whole thing differently. Okay. <laughs> did you we watched this like did you miss the part where I, like... I, I saw him crying. I, I didn't quite grasp the concept that he was a married man with children. Okay, yeah, uh wife and two kids, I I imagine. Oh. And so there's a funeral scene. I'm going scene. back to this conversation once we get farther <laughs> along because uh, I got a point to make. There, uh, there. Of course, there's a funeral scene, and but the funeral scene is not really there to mourn. It's just a change of tempo and determination. They just wanted to show off Phantasmagoria's great graphics. Well, they didn't got to that part yet because they're, in, they're the, in the. Isn't that the funeral? Home? No, that, we're in the cemetery. Oh uh, shit! And it's got the you know they got the cool sunglasses on and. You know, Mike walks up to Reggie and puts his hand on his shoulder, and Mike's like, "Whatever you want to do, man, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're gonna go. We're gonna go fight this guy." Thankfully, you can see through their sunglasses that they're not in front of a cemetery, or not in front of the same cemetery, (laughs) and so, or or at least the the gravesite that they they saw. So they they get together and they go to a hardware store. Yep, they broke in. They broke in, break into a hardware store where they weird where. Where they uh, MacGyver the um, shit out of stuff, they 
Um, they, four shot shotgun. They build a yeah. Reggie builds a shotgun with you know, he puts two shotguns together to have a four barrel shotgun. Flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. Mike builds a flamethrower, and my question to you on this is that he has been in a mental institution for seven years. They teach some good stuff. There. <laughs> I thought they taught basket weaving, not not advanced flamethrower technology. Well, you have to understand. I mean, these people need help. They need guidance. And you know what better way to help somebody who's not mentally stable than teaching them how to make a flamethrower? But our flamethrower is really a marketable skill. It worked for him. Uh, I, I suppose I stand corrected. And, and I also used a chainsaw, which means obviously. I don't know. I don't know how. <laughs> you don't know where you're going with this, Brian. So, so they, the, the, this is the only two weapons they make. Everything else they col- they collect. They got sledgehammers and and normal hammers and drills and chainsaws, of course. And... The thing that confuses me the most is not what they make, but okay. So they broke in, mm-hmm. right? And and they make a point. They open the register and they put money into the register because they're good guys. They're that's paying what, for it. That's what good guys so, do. So why did they break in? <laughs> why didn't they just wait till it opened? They, there's no rush here. There, as far as I'm concerned, they've waited seven years, or at least one of them has. Right. Yeah, and the tall man's still going to be out there doing evil, so it's not like they're like, he's only going to do it for a limited time here. Yeah. I mean, I, I get you want to act as fast as possible, but, you know, you could maybe delay these talks that you have later on, or, you know, some of the actions we'll get to later on. Now, real quick, uh... Was the shotgun, was that inside the hardware store? Yeah, there were two shotguns in the sh- hardware store. And so, a hardware store just has two shotguns. Oh, it had a bunch of guns. They, had, they just made that. They had two oh. shotguns. It had a, a, a rifle, some, some pistols. Uh, Reggie originally picks up a, a rifle and, with a scope and looks at it, and Mike's like, long guns are not going to work it. You need to be close, you know, it needs to be up close and personal and pulls out a chainsaw. And um, I think the, the rifle's way more practical of a weapon than, you know, yeah. the chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. But the chainsaw is more useful for stuff that isn't violent. I mean, I would personally, if I'm going to kill the tall man or shoot tall man people, I'm going to stand on the cemetery walls and shoot think, from a long way. Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like disagree, but, but I didn't think the chainsaw was even for killing. I thought the purpose of that was to get into, well, they use it that way. Yeah, but, they, know, it's but, more of a key. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they collect their, they, they collect their things. And this is, Stevenson came in about, about this time. Uh, we have a, we have a shift in momentum. We go back to, um... Liz, uh, Elizabeth Liz, the um the the lady from the beginning, the the girl from the beginning of the film, the blonde, the blonde, um her family, her 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 grandmother, her sister are going to a funeral. Her grandfather passed away, and so they you know they have this the saddest funeral ever. It's three cars, <laughs> two people, two people, well, three people, and one, one and twins. Yeah, one person left. Yeah, like her sister's like. I'm sorry, I got to get a train. It's like yeah. your grandpa just died. Whatever, I got to go. Yeah, She's like, my grandma's strong. God, she doesn't need me. Gran- to granny, get, Granny's got this. Granny's got this. Granny's good. She, good. she good people. There's not even pallbearers for the casket. They're just like <laughs> booking it out of there. And then so so the sister leaves, and then and then Elizabeth leaves right afterwards uh, to go exploring Fantasmagoria. the Magoria. Mo- <laughs> Let's explain Phantasmagoria for people because that, that game Google exists. <laughs> You can find out. It's a horror full motion video game, which is fancy words for, for uh, they used real actors and they shot it on computer generated backgrounds that are incredibly elaborate. It came out in 1995? Something like that. It was, I had it. It was the dark era for video gaming, but, you know, it, it, it was created by Sierra. And it, you can still buy this game for like 10 bucks on goodoldgames.com. 
Uh, that's the only place I know to buy it. Can you can you play it? <laughs> yeah, it what works are, on. That's the point of the website. They make old games work on your new computer. Well, that's cool. It is, but I'm not here to advertise for them until they ask. <laughs> but uh, hey, we're just we're doing a service. We're just doing a service. Yeah. Now, when you do go, make sure you use the promo code. <laughs> um, we don't have promo code yet. <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> dreaming. We're dreaming. We're dreaming. But the thing is, it was also a horror game with just these elaborate backgrounds that were incredibly computer generated. So they looked very weird next to re to real people. And I got the same vibe from this. Even though they're like real sets, they just looked weird by comparison to everything else we've seen. Cool. Yeah. I I I I, I bought it when I was a kid. Um well Were you just talking about Phantasmagoria now? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I know more about it anyway. Um, but I, I don't, I know it came in seven discs. That was the thing. It was like a seven disc game. First game ever, seven disc. And I'm like, Oh wow. Seven disc. I might get, my game has seven discs. What you got? One so cartridge. No joke, that was probably the first mature rated game I ever played or, or, uh, I don't think it had a rating at the time, but you were what? Five. I was, <laughs> well, my dad owned it and I was way too young to play that game. And so I started off dark. Because that game gets gets really violent and pretty rapey, and it's pretty great. Everyone should play it. That explains a lot about you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, so Liz ends up in Phantasmagoria, and it's 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 a mausoleum that looks like. I mean, we see the establishing shot of this this funeral home. We don't know where they put this little mausoleum because it's sure as hell not in the outside of the park. You it's can't like a church right there. Right. It's like in a little small building, and all of a sudden there's a huge long. Yeah, she opens up a door. She's like, "Now I'm on a set." I will admit, I was upset there were no puzzles in there. It was pretty straight through, linear. <laughs> so she walks. She walks around while Grandma's mourning, and um, she sees a, a coffin laid out that's still smoking, and she's all like. She she gets so nervous she um, puts her fingernails into her her palms, and cuts herself to, to to make sure she's not dreaming. She's not. She takes out one her she has a long pen with a butterfly or a ribbon or something on it. Yep. She take and it's very long. It's like six inches, eight inches, and she uses it. She pulls that out to go exploring with it. And so I guess that's her weapon in case I fight anybody. I'm gonna fight someone with my I mean, needle. It did look like you <laughs> could shank somebody with it. To be fair. Like, I mean, she does do that. Uh, she does. Uh, she she runs into the tall man. The tall man's all like, graveside services are about to begin. And she stabbed him and runs off. And Now, why did she stab him? I think she accidentally would... It was I, an accident? I don't think it was purpose. It just happened. And then you see the tall man's bleeding kind of... Um, well, yeah, we describe as honey mustard. And, <laughs> looked delicious. And, and then licked it. Yeah. And then... Because um, it was honey mustard. Oh, oh, I forgot about the priest. So there's a priest. Oh, yeah. that, there's this... Priest who who's doing priestly things and and, and priestly uh, things. Priestly things. I'm not Bless Catholic. I don't know. Here, and he so, certainly did some priestly things. And, and, right. and so he he he's by himself with this this dead dude and um the the grandfather in his coffin, and uh, he looks to the crucifix and looks to Jesus and is like, I've got to stop this abomination. Takes and pulls, a drink of alcohol and, take, like and then pulls out this giant ass sword, this dagger, like. I don't. I don't know. Catholics have daggers. He's got this big ass dagger. He pulls yeah. out and he stabs the dead guy. I mean, this is why I left the church. <laughs> I, I'd like to point out. 
I, I don't trust people with A little swords. too much like Dungeons and Dragons for you? <laughs> yeah, a little too much. And I don't like the idea of being stabbed when I'm dead. Right. That's just, well, just a little, you know. The only, uh, it, uh, it, it, of course, doesn't do anything to the dead guy, but it sure as hell startles the shit out of the old lady who happens to watch him do this. She passes out. Yeah, she, she could handle it. She was like, I, I'm out. I don't get that. Stabbing your dead husband? That just seems like normal church <laughs> attire. It's not the right word. But I'll <laughs> a tire? It's not like you don't wear it. It's a tire on a car. <laughs> you don't roll over it. Old guy was wearing the knife. Roll over. Yeah. He wore the knife around. Uh, yeah, he goes around and he starts he he starts harassing people. He try, you know he harasses the priest who's still drinking and gets all Shakespeare thinks that the wind is like damn you wind and yeah. he's recreating the raven <laughs> kind of and and uh, spooky things happen. And then grandma gets kidnapped by she she gets um she wakes up in the middle of the night and lays back down her dead husband's sitting there with a dagger in his his chest still and he just kind of he wanted to get freaky well like, yeah. no 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 I I'd like to point out that he smiled he 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 raised his lip as a smirk well you know he 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 still needs dead people need loving too right yeah. well, old people as well you know. She she was up for it. I didn't see the horror in that, to be honest with you. I think she was more concerned where the dagger was going to go when when things really got got hot. She 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 would rather have the south dagger than the, yeah, than the north yeah. dagger that was in his chest. I mean, if you got to die one way, you might as well get both, right? <laughs> Double-edged sword, right? <laughs> Worth it. Uh. Then we cut to we we cut back to um, Reggie and Mike on their on their journey, and they end up at a um, an, uh, a cemetery, and they walk through the cemetery. And this this is right where you came in. Yeah. No, I came in. Uh, I came in when uh, the funeral thing happened. All right, I made it for that part. Right. Yeah. So so Reggie and Mike are, are are in the cemetery, and the cemetery's all been dug up. It's all been dug up completely. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. They don't even hide it. We're just like we. There's holes and holes and holes. And they walk uh, to the funeral home, which has been boarded up with the nice message of burn in hell. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... Well, I mean, there was no horror in the movie before. So <laughs> and, and, until you write something in blood, you're not a horror movie. That's kind of a rule. But And, and they're armed to the teeth. They've got their um, four-barrel shotguns and flamethrowers. I like how Mike has a flamethrower and he wears a welding go- welding, welding mask. Back. Yeah, like, I don't know what he's really trying to protect himself from. I mean, for the people who haven't um, seen this, this is basically, if you've ever seen the show Supernatural, <laughs> I, I have a hunch where they stole the concept. Most likely. Yeah. Perhaps. No, they did. It's fine. The uh, the doors are boarded up, so we use, uh, we go to Eric's favorite tool, the chainsaw, to use as a key. They open it up, and they start exploring. This place is full of, like, candles and crazy holy symbols. There's a cross that's with a barbed wire. No Jesus, but they're just a cross. Jesus has escaped. <laughs> they, the, Reggie and Mike uh, split up to go look around. Um, Reggie and uh, Mike, the young one, ends up in a um, the morgue, I guess, where the, the, the embalming room. There's a flat-chested naked lady. I'm not going to lie. Until the camera went back, I I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. Yeah, she really can't really tell. And and I and and I'm not trying to say that to be rude. I I I we had to have the camera move, and I went, oh, okay. That was played by the lovely Samantha Phillips, who yeah. played the she was she played played that uh, body. Mike is meanwhile down. I mean, now, Reggie, I have a question. Sure. Um, was that, and I could be completely wrong about this, was, was that the sister in the movie that she no. was playing? Okay. No. 
No. For some reason, so the, did the sister show ever again? No, the, no. the sisters. Yeah, sisters. Sisters, sisters like, sorry, husband and baby, got to go. So the moral of this movie is, is if you're, you know, if you lose a loved one, you want to be there for your family. Just don't leave them. You'll make it. I think the moral of the story is that if your town is haunted, leave. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I think my theory is more correct. So, so Reggie's downstairs in the in this giant basement that this this funeral home has, and calls Mike, and Mike get, get, comes down, and they see a a body, this person in, in huddled in a corner with blonde hair, and they're all like, "Where's the tall man?" And of course, it doesn't answer. And Mike gets close and takes off the 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 towel towel or sheet or whatever that was covered, and and it's Liz, and she she you know she's got tape over her mouth and he's like oh my god it's liz and very spooky and he's like oh my god what did he do to you and then her back starts moving and and he pulls Crying. off the sheet and yeah this she pulls off the sheet and her spinal column pops out and has the face of the tall man and was like come east if you dare <laughs> it was i gotta say and, i really and, enjoyed the and, and stevenson if you recall what happened after they this thing popped up and said East, if you dare. <laughs> well, I believe uh, I believe Reggie grabs the uh, somehow Reggie gets a hold of the uh, of, of Mike's uh, flamethrower, pulls it up, and was just like uh, I can't remember the word that he used, but it was pretty much like goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> and just started. Start I ain't doing. dealing with this shit. <laughs> right. yeah. I gotta get it. I'm setting it ablaze, and I'm walking out. I'm yeah. pretty sure that all three of us agree with that plan of action. I some crazy shit here. Well, the yeah. difference between me is that if I were actually there, I wouldn't fucking stop. I would just keep <laughs> holding it until I run out of gas, and then the thing be like, okay, now we can leave. It's fine now. And so they, they, they continue driving on. Um, at this time, they cut back. Grandma gets kidnapped. The stuff with the priest that um, the, the old guy was harassing the priest. That happens. They cut back to um, the uh, Liz... Um, who's alive and well, and she's looking for her grandmother, and she finds the pen that she had put in accidentally in the, the tall man's finger. She picks it up and is like, if you want her, come tonight. And so she leaves, which gives Mike a signal that, oh, my God, she's in trouble. And so they get back in the car and they start driving. Uh, and he's Mike is half asleep during most of this trip, and he sees this girl hitchhiking, and he, he remembers her from the funeral home. Mm-hmm. And it's the same girl, naked, flat yeah, the, yeah, but she's you now, of course, she's you know clothed, clothed and um, not nearly. She doesn't look as bad, you know, as flat chested. She has a hair color, or am I getting it wrong? No, she has no, same, she has same, 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 color, same color hair. She looked more lively though. He goes back to sleep, sleeps a little longer, wakes up, and oh, she's in, now in the back seat, and she's all like, "Hi, my name is Kimmy, and yeah, my name's my real name's Alchemy, but everyone calls me Kimmy, and I'm going 20 miles this way." And so, who names? <laughs> Their daughter, Alchemy. The same people who would name their son Eric. At least Eric is a name. <laughs> Kimmy's a name. Yeah, Alchemy's a name. Alchemy no. is not a name. That is, I she I is could... not Edward Elric. <laughs> she cannot be the full metal alchemist or jacket. Anyway, continue. All right. <laughs> quick rant. Quick, quick, quick rant. Um, That's what I do. All right, Mike is obviously concerned, so he's like, "Hey, man, I gotta pee." And him. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay, this scene's fucking brilliant. So he they cross hey, the streams. Hold on, you jump. You you like to jump? I do. They pull the car over. They 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 go. F- All right, we're three dudes, and I don't know about the other dudes out there, but you know, sometimes do the great thing about being a dude. One of the great things about doing being a dude is that that honestly, 
the world is our bathroom. Yeah. If yeah. we got to go pee, we can go find a place to go pee. It's not, we, great. we don't we have to, right? We don't have to go in groups. There's no nothing yeah. to it. We just go and we do, right? Involved, no, right? We, we are just, it's just, I'm sorry, ladies. That's our advantage. And, that, and, and we take it with pride. It's fantastic. We're also weird about our dicks, to be honest. And um, I, I don't want no dude watching, looking at my dick. And I don't know about you guys, but we, when I pee, I try to pee away from other I, folks. I, uh, I probably couldn't. If someone was, <laughs> was next to me, talking to me, right, just, giving me eye contact. Right, right. When I go into the urinal, in, in the bathroom, into the urinals, there are rules. If there's one dude there, you go to the far farthest urinal. You don't go right up next to the dude. You go to the farthest one. Yep. You also don't talk. There's, there's a private moment there. There's a moment for me to just go, Relax. me and my thoughts for how long I'm there. Well, I'd also like to point out Quiet the reflection that they were urinating. They were... Are you stopping? Yeah, I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you. First, why I went on this tangent is because that Reggie and Mike stand next to each other to pee and have a conversation. Now the angle. So, they are crossing the streams. But but worse than that, I believe, is that he turns at one point to give direct eye contact where he's absolutely peeing on the guy's leg. No reaction. Uh, I no, definitely saw um, Reggie looking down, though. Reggie, Reggie peed it a couple of times. Right, like, what, what's Mike packing? Yeah, yeah. What's Mike going on <laughs> Well, I mean, now? you've been with this guy for so long. We're, we've all been there. I no, mean, didn't they make a movie about that called Broback Mountain? I, I've never been there. I, <laughs> I've hung out with lots of never going to be like, what are you packing down there? The biggest thing was the fact that there was, they're outside by the little stream, and there's so much room for everybody to have Every- their own space. All the, all the room, all the we, room in the world. We can still talk from a distance. Right, like, yeah, five, yeah, eight, yeah, right. go find a tree, I got a rock, we yeah. can have this conversation. Yeah. These guys are standing to be they, foot to foot. They move to hide from the girl. Who they, they don't really hide from her, so they just walk away and turn her back. She's in the background sitting by the at car. At least someone can't see them, but they're okay. I just don't understand this. I, I, I don't either, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i close with some dudes too. That but really no, me I'm like, I mean, I mean, I guess I gotta try it once. <laughs> <laughs> You do that and report back on the, on the next next podcast how that happened. Next time, actually, no, you'll find out on Memory Card Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Memory Card Radio, check us out. Or I urinate on people. Right? Eric and John. <laughs> Max watches. This is what uh, happens when John doesn't doesn't show up for for this podcast. We get to pick on him. You would not believe what John does. Let me tell you. Anyway, um, so but the reason why Mike and uh, Reggie have to go pee together that. Mike has to tell her, oh, yeah, that girl, I saw her in, she, in my dreams and she was dead. Yep. And that's all they really say about it. Well, I mean, what's there to say? Saw her in my dream, she was dead, but she's fine now, so let's take her. So it, it, it uh, becomes dark. They drive into Paragord, which is a terrible, terrible town. Looks like Beirut, all sh- boarded up and locked empty. up. Empty. You know, no one. Detroit in. got really bad, didn't it? <laughs> it's like a, it is. It's like a... A less less urban Detroit, and yeah. um, Liz, on the other hand, is sneaking back to the the funeral home to go find her Grandma. her grandmother, and um, she finds out that her fa- her grandfather, who's named Alex Murphy, RoboCop fans, uh, was that intentional? By I, the way, I was it, I, I, it feels intentional. It feels like because it does say loving. Uh, this came fa- out after RoboCop, so yeah, I would imagine. So, so I feel like it has to be referenced. You know, uh, loving father and and. Well, he was a loving father in RoboCop. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. A loving husband and father. I think that's what out the, the gravesite says. Well, there you go. Uh, she goes and sneaks into the 
mausoleum and sneak, sneaks around Scooby-Doo style. Uh, bad guys keep showing up and missing her. And it's very spooky. It is very spooky. And then she uh, is grabbed by the priest who happens to be there too. Oh. Ah! I'm spooked now. Okay, the lights just went out. I'm scared. It is scared. The phantasm's after us. <laughs> Oh, he, never mind, we found the lights. With Stevenson's it. turning on the, the light in the so, studio So now. for you at home, our lights turned off, and it was very, very scary. <laughs> We're already talking about scary movies, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, like, terrified. I get scared easily. I know when it's time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> he was freaking out the whole movie. It was brilliant. <laughs> so the the priest is, is there and um, looking around snooping because he's got to stop this abomination. Uh, he tells, he Liz, tells Liz to hide. And he goes. He starts roaming around, um, you know, blessing all the graves and stuff. I mean, all the the the. Yeah, I don't know if they, what do you call vaults. I guess they're vaults in a mausoleum. Not, I, I, they're not I graves. Don't know, to be honest so he's blessing all the vaults, and um, the tall man shows up, and he's all like, "They don't need your services now." And the priest is all like, "Dude, you can't tell what the servant of God does." And he doesn't. And so um, the tall man chokes him with his own um, rosary with magic, I guess. Yeah. I guess the tall man is kind of like a Jedi because he makes that telekinesic stuff happen. Force, force choke. Well, when you're super evil, you can just do whatever you want. And he appears wherever <laughs> he wants to appear and he just does whatever he wants to do. And so he chokes the um, priest but doesn't choke him to death. Just, is this before or after that throw? I want to make sure that It's I, before the throw. Okay. Before the throw. I want to make sure I capture that moment. So, um, he lets the priest go, the priest runs off, and then this is where the tall man summons his weapon of choice. Freddy Krueger has a claw, Jason has a machete, or whatever else handy. This dude has two silver balls and a gold one. Now, I gotta point out, first of all, my favorite thing about these balls is the fact you can always see the camera whenever you're looking at them, which is nice. Because it reminds me it's a film. But they're really cool looking. <laughs> they, they are. Like, they like, are. Like, it's actually a pretty cool concept. I can see why it's iconic for these balls. Right. So these giant... Well, they're not really giant, but they're... They're, they're pretty, they're pretty big. They're like, they're like grapefruit. Grapefruit balls. The, the shiny. silver, shiny metal grapefruit looking balls are flying around. And they don't look scary at first. They're just doing that whole swoop, whooshy thing. And you're like, what what this is about. Um... Cuts back to Liz, who's still kind of sneaking around, and then um, she runs into the tall man, who grabs her by the throat and says, Hello again, and then throws her, and goodbye. <laughs> the I think, I is... think you're dying. This is also, I, I had predicted this would probably be your favorite scene in the whole movie. Well, but... I want to say that throw was fantastic, because I don't know how he pulled it off. It was like she was on strings or something. <laughs> But uh, then, then comes the greatest moment in film. And <laughs> um, wait, 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 in all of film, it, I think it's right up there with the greats. <laughs> Casablanca ain't got nothing on this. Um, so what happens is one of the midgets comes to attack her, and we discover that the midget was her grandmother. Oh no! <laughs> And what they took her grandmother and crunched her down <laughs> into a into an evil Jawa. I'm sorry, evil Jawa. Yeah, I just don't want to offend evil Jawas out there. Yeah, well, you know, you guys all look alike to me. Um, so 
what weapon of choice was used? I forget. Well, no. Well, first Grandma grabs grab yeah. grabs her and starts dragging her, and of course, um, Liz escapes and runs, and uh, the the Grandma chases, and she just grab um, Liz grabs a vase, and smacks the shit out of Grandma, knocking her across the room. That wouldn't be so funny. I mean, it would be pretty funny. I laughed. <laughs> no, it would be pretty funny. But the thing that seals it is her reaction right after hitting her with the vase. Sorry, Grandma. Completely, <laughs> completely non-caring. <laughs> completely this, eh, Well, I mean, with once you become an evil dead Jawa, an evil Jawa, are you still the same not, person? <laughs> it's not that. It's not that. The thing is the fact that her grandmother was just turned into this thing. And she smacks it. She doesn't even care it's her grandmother. At this point, it's like, eh, I've been waiting for you to die for years anyway. Might as well. Well, if you were... Here, here's my problem. She stays. I wouldn't, because remember, just a, a little bit ago, when she got kidnapped, she picks up the pen, and he's like, yeah, come and find get her tonight. And I was like, all right, I found her. I'm out. Yeah, my horse is out. <laughs> it's too spooky. I'm out. I'm out. Um... So she starts running again, but she's tackled and, and grabbed by the priest again, who's like, we got to get out of here. We need to warn people. There is no one else in this town. Yes, yes. Population 891. <laughs> Population now two. Yes. And so so he grabs her and says, we have to warn people. Well, you warned me. Hold on. Let me warn you. And we're good. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everyone is Stop aware. <laughs> he runs. He gets. He. He gets back into the hallway where one of the silver balls appears yep. and starts flying at like top speed. And it puts out a small blade, spinning blade. Like yeah. a spur. Almost. Like a spur, yeah. yeah. And kind of drills. Well no, no, well, no, it first chops off the guy's ear. That's true. And just his ear, ah! He just, sold it. He did sell it, right? Sold. He sold it, he sold it. I honestly believe they really chopped <laughs> off the actor's dude. ear. I mean, the ear flew. Yep. His ear is bleeding, or whatever was left. Whatever yeah, you call the chunk. And and <laughs> the uh, the the uh, ball does a U turn and comes back and forms two more blades, which get him in the middle of the forehead, just just stick right to his head. It was too much. And then there was a drill at- attachment that came and started drilling through through the bridge of his nose and squirting blood out, where he promptly died. There's no coming back from that at that point. Liz then he gets ain't a, making it back this, for Phantasm. This, this, and only this is when Liz goes, I'm out, and runs, and <laughs> leaves. She's like, I'm out of here! I'm, I just got she wasn't phased until this point. How much does it take to phase a little blonde girl, though, man? I mean, well, I mean, you think hitting your grandmother in the face... Oh, we'll get to what phases her in a little while. <laughs> well, <laughs> act three, act three, what phases her. While that's going on, Kimmy uh, leads... Uh, or Alchemy, uh, leads Reggie and Mike to her uncle's bed and breakfast, which is also abandoned like the rest of the town. Like- no, I don't get why she <laughs> thought this would be the exception to the rule here. We've established the entire town is messed up, but my place is probably cool. No, my, my place is cool. It's good. No, it's it's still, it's still shitty. Um, <laughs> they go in, and they decide that they, they need to go rescue Liz. And so they, that what they do is they leave Kimmy behind, but they, they protect her yep. by... Placing a grenade attached to a rope or to a string to the doorknob on one door. Right. And does the same thing with a shotgun to the other door. Which they go out and then they go to rescue um, Liz. Who they run into as she is escaping from um, the dead priest situation. 
Um, she falls into a hole where she finds uh, into a grave where she finds Mike, who's been hiding out, and Reggie comes to hide out, and then they go back to Alchemy's place. I hate her. Just, just, <laughs> just don't name your damn child Alchemy. I can't get over it. I'm sorry. And so I guess this is the part of the movie where we, we get sexy, sexy, happy time, I guess. So, okay, so we got to set up the fact that he's been wanting to fuck her for the entire time. Right, right. He... Baldy or... Baldy. Reggie fees a Reggie, Reggie's been on the road for a long time, and he's a man. He's got needs. Mike has this weird connection with Liz. Well, Mike has been, like, hidden for seven years, so I don't think he's ever been able to, to see people normally anyway. <laughs> right. And he only knows the girl in his dream, so right. I just assume naturally that's He's where his sex drive like, is. Emotional time of her, like, right? That's his, that's his yeah. off moment right there. But but Reggie's definitely on that. I'm a real guy, right? I'm not in the world. Well, Reggie, I've always Hard gotten the vibe is a rapey guy. He 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 was rapey in Phantasm One with the, with the boy, and he's rapey in Phantasm Two with this woman that he barely knows. I don't know if he's raping. I think he's pretty raping. I mean, raping. He was intentionally ready to do it. If she wasn't willing, I guarantee you he would have gone away with it. I think that's a risk. That's a jump. I don't know. He seems. I I don't think he's raping. I'll tell you why I don't think he's raping. Tell me. He's a good guy. He's a good guy? He's a good guy. Oh, I didn't realize it was that simple. It is. In film, especially, he's a white hat. White hats don't do that. But he had a chainsaw. So White Hats are allowed to have Nobody weapons. Nobody owns a chainsaw that isn't rapey in film. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> well, think of all the great men in films with, with chainsaws. You got Jason. You got Jason. <laughs> you got Jason, who has never raped anyone. He would have if he wasn't dead. <laughs> you don't know the motivations of Jason Voorhees. I I don't, but I have seen most of the movies. <laughs> Mo- like like do you watch do you watch part of them and be like it's too scary and turn it off i've seen the manhattan one that was awful and i've seen the original yeah the manhattan one's probably one we need to do I on this love podcast that movie and uh and i've seen the final chapter and then i've seen the sequel to that which was uh, new beginning the begin new, new beginning, beginning. Well, I, think, I think he never really has to get rapey as far as that because they always end up naked anyway so right at right some point, the top is always that's what i'm saying he's very scene, lucky so. for the predicament I, because I, I think he would have but he didn't have to I, i'm sorry i i think you're confusing horny with rapey no i'm not because <laughs> i i don't with him because he had it seemed like that was the reason they brought her on the trip because every time he would br- talk, they would talk about her. He was talking about, oh, we get some favors out of this. Because the entire horny, <laughs> he's I, not going to be like, all right, since you're not going to give it up, I'm going to make you. I don't see, think he's raping. This is where we disagree, but we're just getting different signals from. Him. <laughs> I see him as a rapey man. I, I don't. I just think he's a lonely. Read his biography. <laughs> he's I've, a lonely I've, dude. I've seen the E True Hollywood story of, of Reggie Bannister, the of, Ice Cream of Man. Rapey Reggie. Doesn't that just sound good together? That's what I'm. It sounds like about. a Lifetime movie. Raping Reggie. <laughs> you need to watch Lifetime movies. Um, anyway. where, where were we? Where were we? All right. So, so, he, he so, so well, not yet. Well, they all God, together in the they're all together in the living room. They discuss what they've seen. And then Liz is like, yeah, I'm tired. And, and Mike's all like, I'll watch over you. And and then Reggie looks to Mike's Alchemy out. and was like, I'll watch over you. And she smiles. And then that's when the top comes off. Still no titties. I'm just uh, no breasts. No nothing. Just, she's just very flat. I mean, it, it's who she's she pretty. Is. Don't get me wrong. I can't you know, kind of yeah, cute that. face in that 80s kind of look. I don't want to be a body judger of character. 
I just think he would have raped her. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't feel that. I do. I don't feel that from him. Real quick, we almost forgot that. Uh, I think it was Mike who used a thing for her. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like out of all the ways to start a fire, I'm, I have to keep talking. Yeah. All the ways to start a fire, I'm gonna start a fire with a flame door. Yeah. But in his defense, if I had a flame door, I'd start I'd start a fire that way. I, I, yeah, sure would. I, that, that, that's something what I would hey, do. Who cares what it catches on? Some, you know, just wants to hit some logs. Right. Just something. That's, just. It's fine. There we go. Um. So. Alchemy and uh, Reggie are having the strangest sex I've ever really seen. There's clothes on. Well, no, their well, clothes are not uh, on. Her tops off. She's got panties on. He's completely clothed. I mean, she's all like, wanted to do that though. And no, stick it under the underwear for some. No, no, and cohort it. No, like a worm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the dream? <laughs> the American dream. I don't know. Well, I, I've never had that dream, Stevenson. <laughs> um. No. No, 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 no. Oh, I guess I just don't understand women. I'm sorry. Or rape. <laughs> you know no, I said, I said, I, well, it's a good thing I don't get that one. I, um... <laughs> Well, I'm trying to. Oh, she, she. Oh, yeah. She starts from she's like. Kissing the guy's head. She's like making out with his head. His bald head. She's just making out him. with. It. She's I just punching him. It's like I love her. And then she pushes him down, and they. I guess she starts riding him like a like a cowgirl because she's all like she's like. Woo! Uh, Beautiful, cuts, very it, romantic. Cuts, I didn't like it though. Yeah, I think well, it's very this, this, you know, not, not really. With I, I think for that is it's more of a uh, be careful what you wish for kind of situation. Because yeah. I, I think that's where he was. Yeah. But then they cut to um, Liz and Mike, who are laying completely clothed in bed together. And they you find... had one job to watch her. <laughs> one job! <laughs> and the first thing you do is fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, just pass out. One job! Um, they they kind of wake up and realize that they can speak to each other telepathically. It's the only time they really use this ability. Pretty much. They don't really speak to each other. They're, 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 they just say, I love you, and we can talk telepathically. They never really use it the rest of the movie. Um, Which would have came in handy, right? Would have come missing. Right, would have come in handy. Like, where are you? Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Oh, there you are. I right, got you. I'm I can find you. Also, I think he would have made a bigger deal about losing his virginity right now because he's been gone for seven years and now he's finally there. And maybe he's waiting for marriage. He didn't. He didn't wait for marriage. I don't think he got. I don't think they did anything. Didn't I? No. Why is he shirtless? He's not shirtless. I'm not shirtless. I'm remembering this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got. You're to a different movie, man. <laughs> I was watching Phantasm 2 Revenge of the I'm sorry. You just missed something. I mean, um, the door blows up because they, they put the grenade on there. And so they go check out the door. And they're like, oh, it was a cat or dog. Uh, apparently cats or dogs can open doors. Yes. I, I don't know. About it. And then they're like, there's nobody the out there. They destroyed the door. <laughs> there's no door. They're like, fuck there's your door. On the wall, man. The door, there's blood on the walls. It's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> Um, and this time, Liz is kidnapped by the tall man through the uh, the, the glass. Shocker. Upstairs. Upstairs. Uh, uh, <laughs> glass. And so, uh, Mike runs to the car and jumps in it, Dukes of Hazard style. He's like, I don't even need doors. I got this. Yeah. 
Reggie follows Alchemy. He's like, oh, take me with you, take me with you. And he's like, no, baby, but go take the car and go south 100 miles. I will find you. Uh, and they That's have a that. fancy way of saying I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> okay, I'm never trying to find you. <laughs> you <are> just, <laughs> baby, baby, you. I'm going to call you, right? <laughs> if you find me, damn universe. <laughs> You're like, hey, baby, I'm sorry I didn't call. Fighting monsters is kind of a busy job. Sorry. No, but, baby, I still love you. I still love you. So they um, they take chase after the tall man who has Liz in a hearse, and they're they're chasing her. Um, Reggie loads up his four barrel shotgun to shoot the tall man in the face. Yes. He get they finally get to the point where they're, they're the cars are 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 side by side, so they can do this. He stares at the tall man, and what does he do? Nothing. He he hesitates. <laughs> no, he didn't have the gun up and ready. Like, like, still went down in his lap. Like he forgot. He had one job. <laughs> one job to shoot the tall man in the face with a four barrel shotgun. Seriously. He does not. The tall man hits the the other car. The hero's car is goes up a rock yeah. <laughs> and flips. Tall man goes into um his mausoleum. The apparently the rock had caused the muffler of the car to separate and land in a tree, which catches it on fire. But wait, what makes it so much more beautiful, though, is the fact that Mike ended up about 100 yards away from the... Mike is thrown from the car! <laughs> Mike got out of the car before the car even hit the rock. <laughs> Mike, Mike jumped out. I'm, I'm out. How? I, I have a different concern with this. How did the muffler get there? <laughs> I don't know. Because I saw the wreck. There was no muffler leaving the car, but There's apparently no the there was no tree. It's just inconsistencies. Yes. I'm not saying they can't happen. I'm just saying this is a pivotal scene in the movie. Right. And we clearly did not see that happen. Right. Also, Mike is thrown or jumped 100 yards from the, from the wreck. Not a scratch on him. No, he lands with nah. his face on the paper. Right. right. So, so, so beautiful. Clothes are fine. He's like, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, just stands up like a like a pimp. <laughs> of course, um, Reggie is uh, trapped because Reggie had his seatbelt on. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what you do when you're a safe driver. You yeah, have your guy. A good guy. You have a seatbelt on. Yeah, not really. Um, um, Mike goes Reggie. to the trunk and opens the trunk. And finds out that the gas tank is leaking, and of course is leaking toward the flaming tree. How did it leak? It was upside. <laughs> d- okay, so this thing is aiming upward. Yeah. The, the, the how does it leak <laughs> down? Well, the hill's downward, down though. So I get the hill. Gravity. I'm talking about how, from the car how, down. Right, to the... but the hill. If it's a downhill, how's the gas going uphill to the tree? I just don't follow. The physics of this whole car wreck make no sense to me at all. However. Mike is trying to get Reggie, at, you know, uh, uh, cut him out of the seatbelt inside the car as the slowest moving gas puddle is moving toward this this um, tree. Yep. Catches on fire. They still give them a good 10, 15 seconds to get him out. Mm-hmm. He does rescue the four-barrel shotgun, which yes. is important for later in this film. Um, yeah. And then the car blows up. Thankfully, they're right all, in time. They're only saved by editing. <laughs> editing yep. can defy uh, defy the laws of physics. Well, thankfully, the amount of time just paused. <laughs> time froze so they could get out. Right, that's hero shit. It's right cartoon there. logic. <laughs> if you don't see the thing happen, then time is frozen. Right, exactly. If I don't notice it, it did not happen. Quantum physics just loves this movie. And. In movies, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's there to hear it, it does not happen. But it explodes. 
<laughs> its muffler ends up in another part, another tree. So the heroes, a little banged up. Well, Reggie is. Mike's all right. Uh, arm themselves with the the weapons they saved from the truck, uh, from the the the, the car, yep. and book it back to the the uh, mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Liz is on a gurney being pushed toward um a crematorium they're gonna put her in they're gonna cremate her yeah and so uh but this dude does it in a very slow way so the heroes can get there in time he's like checking the other what <laughs> happened to the twin didn't he have a twin yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah but he's yeah he he's up there Okay, I just don't remember what happened to him. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay, we'll get to it good. We'll, get, I, I we'll get to what happened to, to the other guy. Um, the other um, okay, minion. I, I remember. Yeah, okay. the minion. I, I don't even know what the to call it. The heroes of the film. The, the menu, dude. The Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, Tweedledee is out. Uh, he is smashing bones and, and grinding them up uh, yep. and so they can fit them in pouches or urns or whatever. And so uh, Liz is awake and uh, pretty mobile, and so he puts her on the, I don't know, what are they, a rolling ramp? What is that thing that, I don't know, it's like a conveyor belt without a conveyor well, belt. I've uh, never worked in the industry of cremation. I've not either, so you know, cremator. I'm not familiar with technical terms. Terms for the. Like, comment, and subscribe if you know the answer. <laughs> right, so, you know. <laughs> At the end of the podcast, you find a way always how to contact us with the answer to these questions because I don't no idea. So she's on this roller ramp thing that's leading her toward the the flames where she jumps off. Um, the bad guy, kind of the bad twin, is all like, "Oh my god, she's there. but he doesn't say anything." But you know that's what it is. It says, like, yeah. "Oh no, girl, yeah. no!" And he's trying to get her back on. She finds something to slam into his nuts. And then bashes him, and he gets on the roller, lands on the roller, and then he rolls down into the fire. I don't know what was more painful, the fire or getting hit in the nuts. Oh, the fire. You see his whole burning hand, because you uh, didn't realize his nuts burned off then. Oh, good point. Right. So, so, you know, double the pain. I, my question about this part of the scene is this. If the girl can roll off, why can't the dude? Well, she was at least expecting it. I don't think he was prepared for it. When he got hit in the nuts and in the face, so I think he was stunned in like, all right, long all right. enough of a time to just right. land on it perfectly and slide. Having been, you know, hit in the nuts and the face before at the same time on the way. To <laughs> the I, I understand the pain this has. Yes, but if I'm seeing hell and you know, an oven full of fire. You gotta roll. My, I'm gonna be like, nuts will hurt later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get alive. back to the. I'm can we table this for now? I've got saying. to roll off. <laughs> I don't know if he could delay his instincts, so to speak. I don't know. I, I he's mean, dead. It doesn't matter. Right, he's burned up. Liz goes running free. Um, Mike and Reggie um, make their way back into the mausoleum and they're running around. They they end up finding her again. And they, uh, they find. Um, they end up in the the um, embalming room where Reggie, the ice cream chemist, finds a uh, glass bottle of hydrochloric acid. Yep. And decides to put it in the. Uh, he has to read it for the audience. Right. Hydrochloric I, I acid. And it's right there on a the label that for for those who can't read, like Reggie. <laughs> uh, he then puts pours it into uh, the embalming fluid fluid and, um, I think that's a risk. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, chemical reactions. Right. What's I mean, in the fluid. you know, you can kill yourself with like Clorox and other cleaning materials if yeah. you mix them. 
Hydrochloric acid and, and embalming fluid, I would imagine, I would not be... I don't think he a... knew what the thing did, but somehow he did. Like, how did he know that was what that machine was for? I, I mean, I, I guess he's just guessing. I guess he's like, well, this is they reanimate these little midget dudes. Let's just... Obviously, it's the honey mustard. <laughs> right, obviously the honey mustard. We've seen the honey mustard before, so let's add acid to the honey mustard, and let's see what happens. Uh, Not, okay. it, nothing seems to happen. The reaction, there's no bad reaction, so that's good. Um, Mike, on the other hand, finds a doorway that he automatically assumes that it's the path to the tall man's dimension. Yep. I don't know how he figured that out. That was kind of a leap of faith. It was like, there could be... Well, he he read the script. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right, 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 right. Never mind. He read the script. The door is locked by, um... Uh, has a key. A you key. need the ball. You need you need the silver the ball to unlock it. So they go on this quest to go find a silver ball. Um, they 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 are running through the mausoleum. They they um, a silver ball chases them, hits the dude's twin, the one we were talking about earlier, in the hand. Yep. And you know, nails him to a door. And so the the evil bad guy cannot get free. He's got a hatchet. There's a gold ball now that's chasing them. And so the guy with the hatchet decides, I'm just going to cut off my hand because this cannot end well for me. Yeah. Since obviously the, the, the balls do not see friend or foe. Yeah. They just see targets. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to kill everybody because I'm a ball I don't feel. I just, yeah. I've got a high disease. I, blood. I, got, I got no emotional attachment to anybody in this movie. Liz, Liz and... Um, Liz and Mike run. Uh, Reggie is separated. He, he's looking downstairs where he is attacked by a, a graver, one of these guys in these gas masks. And so they have this fight, this really neat macho kind of fight where where Reggie turns on his chainsaw and says, and I quote, Come on, mother! <laughs> oh, excuse me. Come on, you mother! Which is a difference, apparently. And he shows off his little tiny chainsaw. The guy, the graver, pulls out a good six foot long chainsaw. And then that he happens to have handy. You got the and that cranks on the first time. You got the horror movie equivalent of lightsabers going on. Right. So they have this chainsaw fight that that's that's intense. It is kind of intense. It is intense. intense. You know, if you're gonna have a chainsaw, sparks are flying. I mean, if you're gonna have a chainsaw fight, I mean, this is how you would do it. Cuts back to um, Mike and Liz who are running through doors. The ball is cutting its way through doors. Yep. They end up um, they end up hiding from it, the, the gold ball. And um, we then find out the only thing that scares Liz. She has seen death. She has seen monsters. She has seen her grandmother shrunk down to the size of an evil Jawa. But those the rats, rats man. scare the hell out of her. And she screams... And the gold ball escapes and shoots a laser. And the laser starts scanning around until it finds the rat first and then just explodes the rat. Yep. Poor rat. Poor rat. Rats are the only innocent of the movie. Right. The only innocent is the rat that gets exploded. <laughs> um, Liz and Mike continue to run to another place. I guess it's uh, where they, sh- uh, I would say, a coffin showroom. There's yeah. a lot of coffins there. Right, right. Uh, Liz is hiding by by a wall when this severed arm comes to uh, grab her. It's the other dude with the hatchet. 
the man just lost an arm. It, clearly, his co-workers, the, the, the silver balls, care nothing for him. And the dude's still going to do his job. That's dedication. That's a, that's a good employee. Right, right that's a good employee. I don't know what kind of 401k plan he's got, <laughs> what kind of benefits it has, because he cut off a hand, and he's like, I still got to kill this bitch. <laughs> the tall man wants this bitch, and I'm going to do it. You think the balls would have some form of knowing what they're going to kill, or just some safety feature? But no. No, no safety feature. Even though, like, I could swear I saw an eye on it when it travels. Yeah, I had an eye. I, I, think an eye. One, I, think, I don't know if it was an eye or a reflection of the light. It just looked light. like somebody else's eye. It's <laughs> somebody else's eye. You did see the camera crew a lot and the, and the, and the um, silver ball stuff, but, you know, it happens. Um, HD certainly helps with that. Yeah, the um, the bad guy's about to hatchet the girl, and then he is attacked by a ball, the gold ball that hits him in the back and makes him fly across the room. And it enters his back. And it starts off with this Ooh. this cool kind of um, this was pretty fucked up. I right, don't know this, why. You know, this disc this blade really thing yeah. is kind of a rotor, and it starts digging his way through his back and up his spinal cord, up his up his torso into his inside, and, and, and chopping and, all. And and, and the, the actor, um, let's see, and let me see if I can IMDb him real quick, see who he was. Well, see, I don't think he was any kind of a main character, but his his role was definitely very important. Involved in the I'd be ball. interested yeah. to know if he played both twins. Actually, maybe um, this guy's name. Uh, I would admit. Uh, I think it's Mark Anthony Major who sold this. I mean, he sold this. He I did. Mean, I mean, he, he. I felt the ball in my chest, and the moments that were brilliant of his performance. And I'm not kidding when I say this. Is every moment that it stopped and he took a breath. Right. It's like, oh, it's over. <laughs> then it wasn't. Like, like he enjoyed the moments of not. Yeah, it's like agonizing oh. pain. Yeah, it's like agonizing. It was really good. I, I was impressed. I was impressed. Um, it it ends up coming out of his mouth, uh, and 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 can I? I mean, it looked pretty cool. I mean, it's a really it good pr- prosthetic. Good. I mean, it was a yeah. It's one of the probably better effects of, of the film. And, and you know, for a movie that was made, and this this movie was released in nineteen eighty eight. So yes, it was after RoboCop. Um, I mean, you know, for a movie that that old. The the effects were pretty good. I mean, movie, you, yeah. you know, even I mean, even you know, twenty something years later, it's still you know, I, I enjoyed it. It's I it's still kind of believable, right? Um, Mike uh, goes back to go try to dig out the other ball that's still stuck in the dude's hand on the wall that he cut off, yep. and it's going to try to use it. Meanwhile, Reggie is having the end of his chainsaw fight, and he's getting beat down. And he's knocked down on top of the stairs, and the the bad chainsaw man is oh, fixing God. to cut him in half. And Reggie just grabs his chainsaw and just hits him in the nuts. Don't fucking <laughs> do that! Look, I don't care how bad this man is. Do not chainsaw someone in the nuts. I I kind of agree. It's too much. I think there should Stalin doesn't deserve that. I mean, I think there's some you know we have uh, rules. There's some some rules to warfare, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, that's I don't know number day, one. But as far as back in the day, I mean, you really don't hit a man when he's you know right. hit a man when he's down, kind right. of kind of thing. I mean, so, you know, you kill him, kill him honorably. Just don't get him in the nuts. Yeah, that's a cheap shot. Right, it's a cheap shot. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, my gonads, man. Nah, don't, 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 yeah, don't do that, man. Don't, not, not, cool, not cool, not cool at all. Drops a chainsaw, picks up his four-barrel shotgun. He is surrounded by evil Jawas. Bam, 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 bam. He shoots all, all the, just kills all the Jawas with one shot. One shot. He pulls all, all, all four triggers. All shells went off. And then what he does? He drops it. 
Well, I mean, obviously he used it once. He knows it's effective. Why use it again? Because it's effective. No, no, it, it, it worked. You don't need it anymore. Yes, we we're good. We're good. We're good. We, we, Imagine if they treated the flamethrower like that. Right. Like, man, this was really good at solving this problem. Let's get rid of it. We'll never have this problem again. <laughs> this problem will never come up. Goodbye. Goodbye. I mean, geez, I mean, so, so this is. But my problem with it is that he builds the first one with so much care, and he builds the four barrel shotgun with care in the hot air store. Carries it around with him all movie, pulls it out of the flaming car before it blows up, uses it once. Yep. Throws it away. Just chucked it. He's like, I'm done with you. Yeah. That was kind of rapey. Everything <laughs> that was kind of rapey. <laughs> it's kind of rapey, I think. It was just, or or just not gentlemanly. So I'll you're go with coming, that. you're coming to my side. On no, it. no, I don't. No, I still think he's a white hat. I mean, he can discard. He can throw away his gun. I don't I'm, think he's gonna I'm rape gonna a woman. Learn. I'm gonna ask. The performer. I'm gonna find this actor, and I'm gonna find out what he thought of his character. And I guarantee you, he's gonna say, "I thought he'd be rapey." Re- Reggie was actually played by Reggie Bannister. He was playing himself. <laughs> oh, that changes everything, doesn't it? I mean, well, I mean, Reggie, I, I, I don't want to meet you. I, I'm not sure if this was based on a true story, but I'm just saying. That's all I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say, um, peace, Reggie Watts. Mike, Mike, and Liz rescue the um, silver ball from the dude's hand, and they put it into the lock where they need to. The vault opens. It's a complete white room with these cool silver it's matrix reloaded. Kind of, kind of matrix reloaded with these silver poles that lead to another dimension. Um, the tall man shows up, knocks uh, Mike into the other dimension. Reggie goes after him. He grab the tall man grabs Liz to embalm her for some reason. I don't know why he wanted to embalm her. Because he's evil. <laughs> is that, is he that has a, to do evil things. Is that, is, well, I guess it is a <laughs> pretty evil thing. If he didn't, thing. then he would be a good guy. I mean, but I, we can't have shades of gray. All right, we won't have shades of gray. <laughs> yeah, not even not even fifty. I was waiting for. That. We'll, we'll review that in February. No, we're not. <laughs> I'll see it, but I'm gonna hate myself for it anyway. <laughs> I have to video that one. Oh god! <laughs> so force you watch Baki no Pico then. Anyway, all right. So Mike is trying to rescue uh, Reggie's trying to rescue Mike in the alternate dimension, which looks like um, Mars. Yeah. If the Predator looked at it, <laughs> you know the Predator movie where he's oh, got yeah, the heat the, vision. The, yeah. He's got those different visions that look like how the Predator sees everything. Yeah. And there's a bunch of these um, barrels full of um, slimy midgets. <laughs> Oily midgets. Oh, oh, the, the walkies, the, the whatever the things are. Jawas. Yeah, oh, sorry. Jawas. Sorry, sorry. The, the, yeah, don't be offensive. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we have Stevenson show. to keep us on track. Stevenson keeps, keeps, right yeah. keeps us on track with that. Um, so it's, I guess it just went birthed, and it's crawling toward Mike, and um, Mike sees that and books it and crawls over Reggie <laughs> and gets out. The thing gets closer and closer to Reggie. It's almost like they're going to kiss. Yeah. It's a really kind of sweet romantic moment in a creepy way. And then uh, Reggie pulls, I mean, Mike pulls Reggie to safety. Yep. Where they uh, fight the tall man this uh, thusly. Um, Liz hits him in the back of the head with a needle. They turn on the formaldehyde stuff, which the needle puts the hydrochloric formaldehyde mix. Mm-hmm. Into him and starts burning him. Uh, uh, Mike sends the silver ball to hit the dude in the face. 
and he the the tall man kind of melts. I would imagine, yeah, melts. Much, he yeah. melts. He, yep. His skin's gone. He, he's just he's losing. He, he's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> then they take the flamethrower, and it's probably Stevenson's favorite part, where they actually use it and burn down this place. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the first idea I thought about when I saw the place. But let's, let's, like, let's not now. fight anyone. Let's burn it down. Yeah, yeah. Let's wait till now to do it. So yeah, what was Reggie that takes it as they're running back out of there? Yeah, Reggie. He's Reggie. Because Reggie the... obviously is the man who could do it because he can burn down a house and he can burn down an evil bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So I got this. So. He's like, I don't know why he doesn't have it, have it the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, they escape. They find a, a hearse waiting for them with alchemy driving. She hot-wired it earlier. They all get in like there's nothing wrong, and they drive off. I'm telling you, never trust a girl named Alchemy. It's not a real <laughs> name, and that means it's not a real girl. Once again, I don't care how many vehicles are not they're not working in this in this town. I am not jumping in a hearse. No. After all the stuff I've seen, and I know they're all like, we won, we won. It's like, no, y'all ain't won. We know how this works, right? Right, right. Yeah. You gotta end with the clickbait. So, um, we find out that the coffin is empty. Alchemy uh, and Reggie are in the front of the car at the hearse, and they have their this little moment where, you know, you think Alchemy's all gonna get uh, all lovey-dovey. And she basically twists her hair very sexually and then pulls it off her scalp. <laughs> In which Stephen went, oh! <laughs> it was so subtle, like it was nothing. I mean, it's just like one second I'm twisting the hair, next second a whole patch. And all I see is blood vessels and skin. And, and yeah, it was just, it was horrifying. The, 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 the car uh, moves out of control and stops. Reggie gets out of it. He's all messed up. And uh, Liz and, and Mike are in the back are, are like, it's it's okay, it's okay, it's only a dream, it's only a dream. It's not a dream. <laughs> and then the tall man shows up, it's not a dream, and there's uh, credits. credits. So that that, in a nutshell, that was a movie. That was, uh, in a nutshell, Phantasm 2. So. I really liked it. I, you know, I did, I, you know it's, I'm full disclosure, it's one of my favorite kind of B-horror films. And a lot of personality. It was, it was a fun movie. I don't know. I really liked it. I mean, granted, it's not scary, but it is, uh, I don't know. It had some really good ideas. Some of the effects were really good. Yeah. And it, it was just a fun time. And it could be funny at times, too. Um, I view it positively. It is a positive so, experience. So you would watch it again? Would totally. You, would, and would Absolutely. You, would you recommend it? I entirely recommend this movie. I would love to see it again. Would you, would you, would you like to see the third one? I feel like... <laughs> I should see the first one, the entirety of it, instead mm-hmm. of just the the ten minute bit. I I think and and fans out there can well, can definitely correct me, but you know everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I, I I think for me this is the better of the two, and with the snippet you get, you really don't. I mean, if you're a completist, watch the first one. Okay. But I think you get enough of the, the second one and enough explanation in this one to to to, to carry. It's pretty self contained. You can follow it pretty well. I mean, I saw I mean I saw Phantasm two. Right after it hit video, so at least eighty nine, mm-hmm. and did not see Phantasm one until probably ten years later. Yeah, and so yeah, you know, and even then watching is like I didn't have to see this. I, I know what happened. So yeah. So your thoughts? You you came in late, but you know right came the, a little bit late. Um, at the same time that the film was still once again for for being an eighties film, you know, late eighties film. Still had a lot of good stuff in there. I, I, I really wanted to see more of the uh, the guy that was in the spinal cord. 
I just thought that was really like a badass like moment right there. Yeah, it was a good fight. It was a great scene. And I don't know if he was turning people into that or there's gonna be more people like that. But I was kind of upset that I was the only girl that that happened to, which made me think that when Liz had her mouth tape up, that that was gonna happen to her eventually. But she was just gonna get cremated. Right, she's gonna get the main character never dies. It's a rule. But and my my question is, first of all, they were gonna cremate her, and then the tall man wants to embalm her. Yeah. The evil wasn't consistent. It no, may it not really be wasn't. consistent, but it doesn't matter because we don't know anything about his goals or. Uh, well, the goal was to turn the whole town into nothing. Apparently, I mean that's that's pretty much what. I yeah, but in this unrest. particular case, it seems like he has goals beyond our comprehension. The whole other universe, I don't even grasp the concept of it yet. Well, and a sequel might expand upon that, but yeah, I still don't. Yeah, if understand I, if, it. If I if I correct, um, Phantasm for Oblivion explains that a little more. Well, I've played Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Phantasm 4 Oblivion I played Elder Scrolls and I don't remember the lore ever going into it unless you're saying this is Oblivion is where they came from in which case oh god that's what's, not that what's fun. to say this is not memory card radio it doesn't relate to a video game outside of Phantasmagora we talked about <laughs> we talked about video games and you can't talk to me without video games showing up somewhere that's true that's true I, I missed the hardware part I mean I came in a little bit late but I mean honestly their, their shopping skills weren't very effective. I mean, they, they worked for the stuff that they needed, but I mean, there would have been a lot. I mean, I'm grabbing a Could have used a credit card. You know. <laughs> all right, all right, Steve. I don't know where you're from, but when I'm from, I can't buy a bazooka at a hardware store. <laughs> well, I thought that's what Terminator did. Didn't he do that in the, one of the movies? I didn't buy a bazooka. Well, maybe it was uh, maybe it was Last Action Hero, but somebody bought a bazooka somewhere in a, in a gun store. Like, I'm going shopping, and this this thing was in there. It kind of gets at this gun store. Like, probably uh, Last Action Hero. Cause last Action in Hero. In Terminator, um, the uh, Oh, he has just the shotgun. He, he buys all these guns. Yeah. And then shoots the guy. Right, okay. but It's like, you can't do that wrong, and shoots him. I definitely had a better thing. I'm not standing next to my friend while we're taking a piss together. <laughs> um, Mike, Mike at, at one point in the movie, he's running away with Liz, or they run back through someplace, and he just, like, pulls a drape open for no reason. I, I actually figured that out. I think he used that to carry the um, the sphere that was going to pop into the... Okay. He didn't have a bag handy, so I think he used that as a sack. He kind okay. of wrapped it up in there. Right, right. I, I thought that was already afterward, though. But but, but it does look like he does it for no reason. It yeah. doesn't look like he cuts anything or grabs anything. He just looks like he opens the drape before he gets over to Right. The There's a lot of things I liked in it, though. I mean, once again, for an older film, I, I feel like the only problem is that with people... Uh, you know, starting into more, you know, generations of the 2000s and mm-hmm. some of that. I think it's going to be hard for, for people to watch stuff that's not all just CGI. Right. And, you know, and things are just naturally again, done. Though, practical effects in this were fantastic. They were. I mean, um, you know, Universal Studios who put this out um, had the second one give out. I think the first Phantasm was actually financed independently. And mm. they, uh, Phantasm 2 Universal gave it a budget. And I think that's why it took so long for this to actually come on DVD. Mm-hmm. There was rights issues. Because uh, Phantasm 2 didn't come on DVD until mid-2000s, like 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. if, if I'm correct. Um, and I bought it on a five four-pack of four movies for five bucks. That's how it's, you know, how it's gotten to. But um, by far the best value if it's definitely too. totally worth it. And um, but I, I, so I take by your tone that you would recommend it. You, you'd watch I, again. Yeah, I definitely will watch again. I mean, honestly, just to see that first twenty minutes, because I, I feel like any story you really gotta get the whole story. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I definitely see that first part. But once again, yeah, it was a great film. They had some weird nasty parts of the little, the, the the Jawas or whatever they call right, them, the, the moving around um, and stuff like that, hitting the grandma. <laughs> I love the really good parts. Yeah, I I liked it. I liked, um, of course.
course, I'd recommend it. I, I, I really liked it. Um, I, but I've liked it since I've seen it. I'm, I'm the guy who brings it. The great thing about this being my show is I, I get to pick the, the movies that we, we watch. And one of my goals is to show films that I know people other people have never really seen. Mm-hmm. And part of it, you know, I'm a little older than, than most of the other hosts here, and so I, I've got a whole childhood library of things that I liked as a kid that I get to bring in. I just want to bring it to the point where I don't like anything that you bring in. Oh, so, I mean, so far we've been two for two, right? right two I, for saw two the, for I saw the Moonwalker. Right. You know, this one's just as good. I, and so, um, uh, well, you know, who knows what we'll, because we'll, I don't know how these are going to air and uh, what order they're going to air in, but, um, so, you know, we just ruined continuity if, if this comes to <laughs> before Moonwalker. <laughs> from the future. <laughs> from the future. I think we're going to watch. But um, some interesting facts about this film. Uh, Brad Pitt auditioned for the role of Mike. Really? Yeah. This would have been a way more interesting film. I don't know, young Brad Pitt? No, I'm not saying it would have been a better film. I said more interesting as in terms of... I would always view him as the Phantasm 2 guy. (laughs) Like, I can't look at Brad Pitt the same if he did this. I I agree, because one of the other things I remember Mike being in is... I I like the film Singles on... um, It's... I like I like the Seattle rock music from the early '90s, and yeah. that's a movie about that. Mm-hmm. And Mike is in it as another role, and I'm like, dude, he's fought, he fought the tall man. That's the first thing I think about. Not he's in this movie or doing this. He fought the tall man. It's a, <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Um, yeah, if I had a See, daughter, I want them to get married. That's his qualification for good guy. That's the only reason he didn't get the rapey vibes because he fought the tall man. Um, other f- interesting facts: Reggie Bannister, who played Reggie. Did all his own stunt work for the film, except for the scene where he had to jump over the chainsaw. I believe it. Because that was the only shot that it didn't look like him for a second. Like, it, it, you didn't get a good look at his face, that shot. I mean, it was the chainsaw, I mean, the chainsaw wasn't real, was it? Oh, no, know. but it was the jump that seemed Right, real. I mean, he was right between his legs. The chainsaw, it looked like it was a very close gap It was gap too right impressive. It was a very close gap. I mean, we're talking less than six inches that he had to, to get over that chainsaw. And consider, well... The joke writes itself. <laughs> um, I find this interesting. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops greatly objected upon the movie's release, labeling it morally offensive. See, that's when you know you got a good movie. That's a rule. Do you find it morally offensive? I think well, I'm, you're talking to the wrong person. I'm asking you. Me specifically? Yeah. Oh, um, well, I, I have to say, nothing is morally offensive. Everything should be allowed to exist. All things. I think it's from the perspective of, you know, respecting people that are that are already, you know, being buried, mm-hmm. you know, digging them back up. I mean, they dug up a whole a whole cemetery, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, got, a lot of whole cemeteries. You got the you got the, the pastor who's who's already killing dead people. You're right. I'm, I'm going to stab guy. a guy. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the you know the guy that you pretty much trust when when nobody else is around, so to pretty much take care of your already dead family members. And here he is, turn them into midgets, and oh, oh my gosh. Jockeys. Man, I'm about to show you Star Wars unless you get to Lango. <laughs> it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. But, I mean, okay, so he's, he's turning into that. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of moral things that go on here that, that isn't, I mean, when you look at it from, oh, from, you know, the, the good perspective, then yes, there, there's some morally things. But at the same time, it's a film. You know, you got to understand it's a film. Right. You, you can cross the lines in films. Uh, Eric's character, uh, favorite character, Alchemy, was written as a buxom blonde. I believe it. And they went opposite. They were like, I need a flat-chested brunette. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. I believe it. Do you think it had to do with the, the nude scene? Uh, I, I don't know. What maybe, I think okay. it had a lot to do with the fact that somebody was willing yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because that, that is an objective role. Yeah, right, right. 
The film's budget was three million dollars, which that's was impressive. Which was ten million dollars. Uh, oh, that was ten times larger than the original Phantasm. That's well, that's the original's now well. Then again, I didn't see any special effects for the original. They're gonna house blowing up. Does it say how much they made? Uh, I did not see how much. Let me let me check. That's the one thing I'm really always interested in, like how, how much, much they made, yeah, box films grossed, how much they cost to produce, and then how much they end up grossing <laughs> in the end. Because I know Universal lost money on it, so yeah. Uh, Thankfully, they made three sequels. Continue the game. They were they were they wanted that. <laughs> they wanted the money. It made um, it was it was it didn't it didn't it didn't do well. The box office bomb. Um, and I, I'm. Wow. Yeah, I was actually incorrect. Uh, the um, the movie comes came out in 1988. Mm-hmm. It didn't hit DVD until 2009. Ooh. Oh, so well, this is right around the, the last corner. Rotten Tomato has it at a 38 percent, which I think is really well. Really low. When, when you have certain kinds of movies, they're they're harder to review. Right. Typically, the thing is, what came out around that same time though, because there's always films that come out around the same time that pretty much kill other films. Right. Right. So. And I mean, look. It's not the greatest horror film I've ever seen. It's fun though, it's re- and that's what I like about it. That's this. what's it's important. It's very, very different. And you know, it, yeah, is it great filmmaking? Eh, it's all right. It's just something I'm going to watch again. Hell yeah, it's something I'm going to watch. I think that's in the end. That's, I mean, that's what films for. One of the things films for and uh, entertainment. And this is just pure entertainment. entertainment. And and, that, and that's what I like about it. I agree with you, sir. Yep. Indeed. I, don't know, I definitely wasn't scared. I think I was more disgusted in some parts than anything. Oh, I heard you scream and jump a couple of times. Oh, well, well, yeah. Well, but, okay. There's, there's like 16 windows I, I, upstairs, and the, and the guy's like the last one. So, like, yeah, it got me. I mean, I don't think empty, you're gonna be like empty, tall man. Like, ah, all right, you got me there. I, I mean, I mean, I think you're gonna sleep well tonight. I won't. <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares. This was too scary for me. I don't think I can contain the horror. Well, um, I guess that's about all. We, unless anybody else got anything to add, I like I said it's something I would recommend. It's something you can you can get pretty cheap on DVD. It's you can get it off Amazon. It's not. I haven't seen it uh, streaming on Netflix, but I, HBO Go's had it a few times. So I mean, it, it does pop up from time to time. If you've never seen it, give it a channel. Watch it with some friends. Um, add some booze because um, it makes you know. Less I join you for sure. Yeah, you like, don't want that. Eric doesn't really <laughs> how old his booze so so much, but yeah, that's okay. Um. Uh, thank you for sticking around with us. Uh, um, I had a good time, and I, the, the guys had a good time as well. Uh, time. Be sure to check out Memory Card Radio. Yeah, Memory Card Radio. I'll definitely. have a plug. We gotta get you a plug. We gotta show, <laughs> Steve needs his own show. We need We're to gonna do. get him his own show just so we can plug. I shall have my own show. You should have your own this show. Is your own to show. plug. To plug your own show. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Movie's good. The movie was good. I, I, this one, I thought it was like I say, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it again. The movie was good. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this podcast this, this week. Uh, see us again next week where our movie will be something. We'll watch something and share it with you. Uh, this is Scotty. That's Eric. That's Stevenson. And we're out of here. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. See you. Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.